Welcome to Patch for the month of November. I'm your host, Paul James, and I'm joined by the Mo himself, Damo Camilleri. <laughs> nice to Mo. <laughs> No, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna pun it. No, no, no we're can't. not gonna spend too much time with this. It is November, Damo's going out. Good work. Most effect. And that prompts <laughs> what our discussion in our DLC episode for this month. Damo and he and I are here to talk about a franchise that we both love, mm. the Mass Effect franchise. And this is mostly sparked on by the fact that there's been a lot of news come out for the upcoming Mass Effect Andromeda that's going to be out. Yeah. Sometime autumn window next year. Okay. Um, maybe by the time you're seeing this, they've already put a date on it, but you know, I'm going to date our episode again. Um, so at, at this stage, we don't know a release date, but the news is on a daily basis slowly trickling out. Yeah. Um, and we're basically here to talk about our love of the franchise, things we like and didn't like about some of the previous games, um, what it is that's kind of caused us to gravitate towards them, and then a little bit about the future of the franchise as well. So we're going to kick things off by talking about Mass Effect 1. Yep. Um, firstly, you a fan? Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great game. Um, it came at a time, because like, the game had been out for ages, to the point that like Mass Effect 2 was already out by the time I was... Because I, I had the Wii for so long, and when I finally like you know upgraded to an Xbox One, or got an Xbox One, what did I say? 360. Oh yeah, yeah, 360, yeah, whatever. We've been, we've been in the current too long been, now. Yeah, it's been way too long. <laughs> but um, yeah, my friend like lent me a bunch of games and he's like, you'll you'll love this. This is Mass Effect. I'm like, what's it about? And just like, shut up and play, play it. it. And I'm like, man, if he's saying that, it must be good. And um, he wasn't wrong. It was awesome. Yeah, for me, I didn't get into the franchise until a little bit late. I mean, Mass Effect 1 was for the longest time exclusive to Xbox and PC. I wasn't at all a PC gamer, um, and as many of you will know who've watched episodes of Passion in the past, you'll know that I'm predominantly Nintendo and PlayStation. It took me a long time to come across the Xbox platform. I didn't play the original one, and I jumped on the Xbox 360 because I'd had some time playing Gears. Oh, yeah, that's, there, some, that's, that's right. some mutual friends of our space, so I'd played Gears, um, and it was the build-up towards Gears 2. Yeah. So the original aspect had been out well and truly already, um, and... It was just one of those things where, like, I'd missed it. I'd acknowledged that I'd missed it and would have liked to have gotten it had it come to PlayStation, but I just didn't. Yeah. Finally, once I got uh, through Gears, Gears 2, you know, messing around with Halo, slowly started to build up an affection for Halo because that took a long time for me to get into. <laughs> um, uh, it, like, I eventually got around to Mass Effect and it wasn't a bit like you, not long before Mass Effect 2 actually came out. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of hype about Mass Effect 2 and that kind of, pr- and I was liking what I was seeing there. I was like, I, okay, I think I finally need to get around to this thing and I carved out some time and did it. <laughs> I tried once before and I'd gotten to a point, um, there's a couple of bigger decisions, but the midpoint, you've got to make some decisions about whether certain aliens live or whether you let them run free. I won't go into de- uh, spoilers there, maybe. That well, for Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1. No, no, it's well, fine. Uh, there was that giant alien that you choose to help it escape. Oh, the spider thing? The spi- yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten the name of the species, but you choose to help it out or... Right, if you can off. remember the species name, then hats off to you. Comments. Um, uh, but uh, it wasn't until yeah, Mass Effect 2 came along where I was like, I need to finally do this thing, and I, and I finally pushed through it. Um, what do you consider to be, like the best part of Mass Effect 1 because it's mm. even now like amongst fans it's kind of divisive because of 
some of the changes that happened in Mass Effect 2 and 3 that we'll talk about shortly. Because the problem was, like, I played it and I had no idea what I was doing through the game, like, at all. Like, you know, there was, I, I, I almost refused to, like, get on a walkthrough or whatever. So, like, I was just dawdling and, like, just doing crazy decisions and things like that. So the best... Like, what do you mean, like, best part, like, in-game or well, best just, part just, of it? Yeah, just of it. Like, what, what is it that kind of... Like, you, you like all three games, right? Yeah, yeah, I love What them. is it about Mass Effect 1 that kind of makes that one stick out? Not necessarily more than the others, but what is it? I mean, it was, like, you, one of the first... Mass Effect 1, what do you associate with that with? Oh, just choices. Like, it was just such a cool... Like, and it wasn't like it would, there were terrible choices, and I think you just can agree with that. Like, yeah. some of them were very... Like, as you said, you save a species or you kill it, and, it's a very you know... Um, and it was the same as your crew members. Like... You decide on certain crew members that you you can execute one of them. Like I was like, what? Like it's insane. Like you just hold up a gun and bam, or you know, yeah, it's okay. Like it was, it blew my mind that there was such. What are we called? Speciesist, racist? Like what? What? I don't know. I don't. I don't like you. You. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, you, could, you, you wouldn't just call it racist. Like, they're, they're yeah, different we'll races. Yeah, sure. That, that'll work. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was great. I think the choice system of it, like, really gave it an impact. Like, for me, because like, there was no other game that I'd played in so long that had such impacting choices. Like, I mean, and that's me too, because I was so late to the, like the next gen that, yeah. you know like I mean things like Heavy Rain and things had come out that you know there was choices being but, made yeah, in them yeah, the but yeah right but, like you know and I never got to experience any of that so for this this was like whoa whoa that's that's crazy um I feel for me like the strong one of the strongest things were the the cast of characters there were, there were obviously Shepard's your main character and you could customise him if you wanted um but I really liked even though she's racist, I like the uh, the few of the characters, like those two, Caden uh, and what's her name? I can't think. Of Ashley. That. Ashley. Um, like they were cool characters, simple but cool. Saren as the main villain. Yeah. Awesome. And then you got the introduction of Garrus and and Garrus, which I'm sure we'll probably end up talking about Garrus a few times. Garrus is going to keep going. He, he's, he's a cool, cool character. Um, but for me, it was for me. It was the characters. It was the story of those characters. They'd always planned to make Mass Effect a, a trilogy, but I felt, and it probably shows in the final product, that um, because they weren't sure, you know, whether this game's going to be successful or not, they were cl- uh, very sure to make sure there was a clear beginning, middle, and end, so that if this series didn't continue on, yeah, then this was a self-contained story that you could kick back and appreciate and not wonder, oh, what if, yeah, like. What if this continued? No, it's one that you could sit and appreciate on your own. And sure, there's little hints to what might come next and teases for what might come next, but it didn't matter. Yeah, it was um, always good. Whereas when you play two and three, like you finish two, like clearly this has got to go on. Mm. Um, too much, yeah, too much left over. There's obviously an ending, but and we'll talk about that later. But um, Saren as a villain, what do you think of me? Fantastic, really well played, like Spectre gone rogue. Spectre, that's the word I was looking for. I was like, I couldn't remember. I'm like, man, what are these guys called? But yeah, he was just, I don't know, 
I, I think it's because of the species. I can't remember the species it's called either. What? No, um, that escapes. I, I, I'm getting torrents, but then it's like no, that's um, that's Warcraft species. I don't think you're that far off the mark though. I'm I'm gonna work it out while you keep okay. going. But, well, yeah, um, I thought I thought he was great. Like the way he looked and everything, you're kind of like whoa, like you know, he's he's really snobbish and standoffish too at the beginning, and it's like it's good because it doesn't mislead you from the beginning that this guy's a bit of a prick. And then as it's, and as the, you know, Turian, it, Turian, there we go. As it, as it begins, like, you know, and he, you know, he changes over into like full, you know, villain. It was great. Cause like from that moment on, it was like a punch to the face. And you just that just Shepard's anger towards being betrayed like is a great pulling point for the story and I like Saren did a really good job I mean the game developers obviously a good job but Saren really plays into like you know the whole fox and hound thing happening like you, yeah. you ch- you're always chasing him you never one step in front of him no, like, he he's, knows he's what he's doing just ahead and, yeah I mean that's because he's experienced as a spectre and has done all that stuff whereas you're the new kid on the block yeah don't have that sort of know-how I guess to yeah. be able to you're not even a spectre at the beginning, are you? No, like, you, you kind of go through that whole thing. The fact that you as a human get appointed as one is what causes a lot of the dramas. Yeah. Uh, Saren had a lot of ill will towards humanity and yeah, um, that kind of prompted a lot of his actions. Yeah. So um, what did you think about you? What did you think of him as a villain? Oh, yeah, I thought he was great for kind of the same reasons you were saying there. Like, he was a really strong character. He always felt like he was just one step behind, but, but not in this kind of I'm chasing my tail sort of way. Yeah. He always felt that there was obvious reasons oh damn it I didn't do this that would have helped me to and obviously you, like it was a linear plot that you were always never going to quite get him at this point <laughs> but like why did I not think of that? I could have that's a thing I could have done yeah. like you kind of fall into what stupidity Shepard's doing he does he puts it in your face like it's, it's crazy um Mass Effect 2 is where things really really kicked off like Mass Effect 1 was super popular <laughs> and it was well received uh sales were quite good Clearly, the series was going to continue. Mass Effect 2 is what came along, and people were hyped for it. And the first trailer teaser thing we see, lots of teasers of armor, and there's a bit of blood and that sort of stuff. And then I think it was some text at the end. I think uh, Shepard is dead. Yeah. I'm like, what? Hang on. I just... And then yeah. at this point, I, and again, to go back to what I was talking about, like, I haven't, I haven't played the original at this point, but I'm like, I at least understood who he was and what the whole thing was been like. What? They killed the main character. What? Yeah. And yet they plan to keep going. I don't know what's going on. Um, so that was kind of a big deal to kick off Mass Effect Two, and it was all marketing stuff. And it turns out, and I don't care about. It. Yeah, we. You. Statute of limits is up on this one. Um, uh, the. It's been more than like, six he, months. He's alive, uh, and the, the, well, kind of. He's dead, and they. He's bring dead, him back. and then they rebuild him. They have the technology. The technology's there. This is a sci-fi <laughs> future thing. Get around it. It's a um, million dollar man. Dolly the sheep coming back. Um, so he's rebuilt and then that prompts this whole thing and we're starting to hear about reapers and there's this species that wiped out basically everything. Yeah. Millenniums ago. Um, and they're apparently on the way back to basically wreak more havoc. That's kind of your whole yeah. Because then one appears at the end of one, doesn't it? Yes, like Mass Effect that, that's what they kind and, of and everyone like just ignores it. Like it was like that didn't happen, and that's really cool. Like they really punch that in your face too. Like remember, we're the High Council. 
everybody believes what we say and it's like like oh, a shit man religion like, sort of yeah they, they really it's like real kind of like that nice hint at like you know today's society you know is they control the media kind of shit it's like but not like in your face kind of you know yeah. like preachy it was it was good it was this hints little hints of that that you know it really trickled into number two yeah and then yeah when two came along that kicked off this whole arc of the reapers and the threat that they posed to the point where at the end they're basically hours away from arriving at earth like they that's, are kind of it um but one of the i mean outside of obviously that beginning um what was being built towards throughout the entire game was this suicide mission at the end that Shepard and his crew were about to go on. Um, and there was, and a lot of it was dependent on how you played here, but you could lose key characters. They could die during the thing and that's it. They're just wiped from your story. Yeah. Because one of the cool things about Mass Effect is that your story, your save data informs what happens in the, the follow-up. Yeah. Um, so your decision between Caden and Ashley they'll stick with you going forward and um, there's some other decisions you make in Mass Effect 2 that maybe determines what happens to them but um, it, it's basically as simple as whatever I just said um, I've just gone blank he's gone blank well you know I mean the suicide mission was that's was crazy so yeah characters like die the intensity the music the, the fact that, you know, people could just die and that, that's it, like, you know, and you knew, you knew there was going to be a three. Like, you, you, as soon as you started playing number two, you're like, oh, there's definitely going to be a three. Like, you know, if within, the, within the first, like, hour of the game, you're like, man, like, if, if this is a trilogy, like, there's definitely a three, like, you know, unless, you know, obviously something, like, that we're just like, disastrously we were just kind of, like, ending the game here. They, but they would have probably you know, made an announcement or something. Yeah. But, um, with those deaths... Yeah, like they were avoidable. So, which kind of prompts what the what I was looking to talk at here and what I went blank on the loyalty missions. Ah. So, as you're building up towards the end, there's a bunch of loyalty missions that you can complete with characters, or you don't have to. But if you, I don't think it guaranteed their survival. There were still certain actions you had to do. Yeah, you had to choose certain mission. people to do certain things, and if you chose Based the wrong, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, if you didn't complete these loyalty missions going into it, then they wouldn't even survive the initial trip into oh yeah like you're trying to break into I think it is a reaper that you're trying to get into like and you've cracked your way in like an old one or something like yeah dead reaper again correcting the comments if I'm wrong it's dead reaper for Cerebus yeah was he named blind man or whatever his name is uh the elusive man elusive man but um so yeah you get in there but if you've not completed these loyalty missions, then key characters are dead before you even get in there. Which yeah. Then, then limits oh, your it's the collectors. Of... You're taking yeah. on the collectors. That's right, man. It's just been a it's been a bit of a while since we've you know, obviously played it and stuff like that. But like as you start to talk about, it. it's one of those games. It comes it just back keeps to things just keep coming back. Um, what did die like you... in the like in the first cutscene? I when... think some of them can die. Yeah. When you played through that suicide mission for your first time, yep. did. Did anyone die? No. Did you know that that was going to be a thing that had happened? That they could die? Yeah. Um, yes. Yes, so I did, knew. So did you then d- deliberately do... No, do no, it was just because just... in Mass Effect 1, and, you know, you can shame me if you want in the comments below, um, I didn't do anything. 
I just kind of did the main mission. Like, I did a heap of exploring of the planets and things like that. Yeah. And then it got to this, and someone was like, who'd you, you know, who'd you, who'd you have a relationship with? And I'm like, you have relationships? And like, yeah, you just talk to the crew after every mission. I'm like, I didn't know that. I just, so you had to just get going on missions. So I just kept, like, traveling around the world and doing things. And then all of a sudden you're hearing love music, and it's... Oh, we'll get to that when we talk about Mass Effect 3. But, um, no, and, um... So yeah, this time I, I made sure after every mission I talked to everybody, and any mission that came up, I did that mission before the main missions. Like I so it just did, came like a natural part of what yeah. you did, not necessarily because you knew that character X might. Be yeah, there. I just wanted to get as much as I could out of the game on my first playthrough. Yeah, cool. No, that, that makes sense. Um, and I still didn't do everything. I missed uh, the Geth guy, Zero. Oh yeah, yeah, I missed him. Didn't even know he was a character until like my fourth playthrough and someone was like did you get him I'm like what what yeah he, he wasn't necessarily on the critical path so no. you could miss him um Mass Effect 1 versus 2 they're, they're very different games so mm. Mass Effect 1 kind of leans far more on some traditional RPG elements things that uh, Bioware was doing with uh Knights of the Old Republic and Jade Empire and a few different of their uh oh, yeah. games Whereas Mass Effect 2 is more of a shooter. It's still got RPG tendencies, but it's more of a shooter. You actually have ammo in this Which one. Which way did you... Yeah, true. Which way did you kind of fall? Did you prefer the direction they went in with this more shooty, oh, cover-based de- sort of... Definitely. Like, the the combat in Mass Effect 1 was very weak. The storytelling was amazing, but the combat was weak. And in number 2, it was like they kept the same level of good storytelling and just upped the combat yeah. to, like, over 9,000. It was... Poof, blew my mind yeah I'd, I'd agree with that actually um, it was a massive improvement it seems like it's still how they plan on going even going into Andromeda yeah but um so that, that was great as well and yeah I think that's pretty much the same for me so Mass Effect 3 there's only one big topic that needs to be discussed and we're not going to go into it for a particularly long time because it was done to death back in 2012 um the ending yep so the ending basically amounts to just no matter what choices you made from one all the way through to the very ending of Mass Effect 3 basically it came down to three decisions read between the lines that were all essentially the same with just a slightly different basically it was mapped to three colours red, green and blue um but it wasn't... you could choose to be corrupted by them. You could choose to wipe out the Reapers, or you could choose to synthesize with them, kind of merge and try and control and direct and maintain both sides. And but they're essentially the same. So ways. the red one was actually classified as the good ending. Uh, yeah, I think like so. even though like you know red was always the bad choice, the renegade choice, and the blue one was like the renegade ending, even though blue was the paragon and the green one was just yeah your middle like I'm a hippie I'm gonna yeah. I'm, he, he dies is it yeah, he, he dies yeah. and he spreads himself across the universe and gives everyone bionics or something yeah something to that effect like, I, don't, I don't recall exactly oh that's the yeah. only one I did and then they so the backlash was extreme yeah um, there were petitions there was all sorts of rubbish which I thought was inappropriate given that this is the story they decided to tell it's their artistic vision let them go for it but what it did prompt is uh, they called it like an extended cut yeah the director's cut where they it was just it was free DLC that came out for the game you download you replay that final mission there was a fourth option which Uh, well is that where you shoot the kid or something yeah something like that yeah 
Uh, but Shoot a kid. Basically just, Shepard can no, be no, a no, real no, dick. You just, no, you just walk away. You just... Nothing, nothing... You just don't go down the path of any of those three options. And then they gave added context to each of those three as well. Okay. Um, but it was all still pretty underwhelming. It was... It's something that Bioware's readily acknowledged that was flawed, that they are looking to readdress... Um, but it is hard also to build up like, was it three like... games of choices into multiple really clear-cut hmm. endings um, that all have to be scripted. It's not like, yeah, it's, it's hard to write. I mean, you can speak to David Cage and Heavy Rain guys about the million different <laughs> permutations and combinations that result in the different outcomes that you get there, but... Like, it's a three games of story. It's yeah, but I mean, up, like, they... They could have done it better, I think. Regardless of the ending, there were still choices in that, in Mass Effect 3, that reflected even from Mass Effect 1. Like, if you decided to save the Spider Queen, there was actually a mission in Mass Effect 3 where you would see her. She would And then, yeah, she'd be like, you help me, I'll help the you. Rachni. And then, Rachni, that's the... Rachni! There you go, it spiders! Is, it is Rachni, like, come on. It is coming back to us slowly, bit by bit. And, like, that was, it was really cool, like, seeing... Seeing things like that, I was like, oh, wow, I totally forgot about her. And, like, even the choices it made for two that trickled into three, and, like, oh, the the Geth and... Not a Sari. Yeah, Sari are the, no. the blue ones. Salarians. Tau... Oh, Tali. Uh, Tali. Uh, yeah, I've forgotten her species' name, but yeah. she wore the mask. The Russians. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, like, you know, they're having a huge war. And, like, you can, like, if you've had... If you got the Geth from two and he comes into this one, then like you can save both races and it's all crazy, like huge decisions to be made. And it was like, that's awesome. And I think people just got really let down by the, like the fact that all your choices amounted to nothing. Just kind of did mean nothing when you made that, the three way choice. It was like, yeah, I'd agree with that. Well, yeah. And I mean, the, the other thing that really gave me the irritants was no one told me about the app. The global readiness. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, I lost more than half my ship. Like, they're like, oh, you lost half your ships. And unless you got every single piece of thing, your, the amount of, like, you know, ships that you were going to use, you needed to have everything. You needed 100% the game before you rocked up to be able to, uh, to get, the, get the best ending. Yeah. Pretty much is what best, they, that, what they said. And so I never had the app, and I didn't have live, so my readiness was at 50%, which so is we'll what it all was So we'll actually talk a little bit more about that. So, yeah, the end game resulted in you kind of building up a glo- uh, galactic readiness to ensure that you're ready to take on the Reapers. Yep. Uh, you're building up fleets, all sorts of other stuff. The way that you built that up were, was outside of the actual campaign, so it was through the multiplayer mode, which they introduced for the first time in Mass Effect 3, which was fantastic. Oh, so and I'm, good. I'm hoping like hell it's back for Andromeda. Um, and then through this app that you'd slow, just by doing pretty mundane sort of simple tasks, kind of checking in and updating sort of stuff, yeah. you slowly built up your uh, galactic readiness until you took them on, yeah. um, which was cool, but it was probably unnecessary. I felt that there could probably be other ways to build that up that didn't force you to have to... Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, like, I mean, instead of collecting resources, like, maybe, like, it could have been every time you collected a resource, like, you know, shit was getting better, or, like, you know, in-game, you could have, like, used the app to go out and, like, do scouting things, like, you know, because they, the third one, they removed the mining, 
the probing yes. of the planets. So maybe something like that. Like I'm not saying like you know probe the planets again, but like you know the in the app that you had on your phone could also be just done in game. That would have and by the end of it, you could have at least had like at least sixty percent, seventy percent, like something. You know, like oh, I'm curious to see how. So my plan before Andromeda arises to like as you can see, I've got my three copies of Mass Effect One, Two, and Three that I bought up bought on the 360 here. But I did pick because I love my PlayStation. When they finally released one, basically they did a trilogy. It's got it had all three of them, uh, and they put that up on PS3, 360, PC. Yep. I I've got a downloaded version on my P PS3 at the moment. I do plan to play all three of them again. But I'm curious to see whether that whole galactic readiness thing, whether that app still links up to it all now. Yeah, I actually thought about that the other day because my friend was like, "Hey, um, you still got an Xbox here?" Yeah? I'm like, "Yep." He goes, "You've got still got your Mass Effect 3?" I'm like. Never gonna you trade that in. He's like, cool. Uh, it's backwards compatible now on Xbox One. So uh, let's play online. And I'm like, I don't have live. And he's like, I just brought you a month. Let's do it. And I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> but like, yeah, it made me thinking. Like, do I do I get the app? Do I get the app? Does the app still work? Like, do, can I get my ready? I imagine up? it does, but it's yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of it's not future proof. Yeah, the way they've done it because eventually they're going to disable online or whatever for the game because it's too old now. Yeah. Um, and well, maybe then, like you know they'll just have it. like you know a five hundred dollar DLC content again. <laughs> Actually, we we might have rushed over it on Mass Effect Two, but that did have one of my favorite pieces of DLC in any game. Lair of the Shadow Broker. Yep, that was amazing. Apart from how, what's her name? Oh, they fixed her up a little bit. Um, the Asari. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she looked she looked horrible in Mass Effect Two, and then the Shadowbreaker looked she looked a bit better, and then they fixed her fully in Three. It was like, why would you change a character model like that? Like, doesn't make yeah. sense. But you obviously have more questions and things. Oh no! Like so, I'm prompting. No, 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 I'm excited. Not at all. Um, so, I mean, what maybe we'll turn to next before we kind of start looking forward a little bit is, yep. so what is your favourite Mass Effect game? Oh, it's so hard. It's one of those picking between children sort of decisions. Because I really enjoy 3 for the fact that you feel like you're in a war, yeah? You feel like the universe is ending. You you know, like, shit is real. Everything hinges on what you do. Everything is just so intense, and the way Shepard speaks, and, you know, the crap that's going on in the missions, and, like, number two is obviously, like, just so good, because it was, um, it's a real pick between those. Like, and number one, just to introduce so much stuff, but I will go with two, regardless of endings and everything like that, I did enjoy to the most I brought all the DLC I even brought the DLC for the bridging thing in case you didn't have one. Oh yeah because I was like yeah I even have a rather been like I had everything I had every piece of DLC because I was actually sick of like new DLC available appearing on the bottom of my screen in the oh, loading screen I was like <laughs> fine and then I was like cool I'll play as a female shepherd and I'll do all the bad choices and it affected me well, badly as a person bad. that's not appropriate I like bad girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, for me, yeah, I picked up all the DLC as well. Yeah. Went back, did all the same with Mass Effect 1. I like, all over that as, yeah. much, as much as possible. Um, some of the, yeah, the DLC, there's some of the best that I've played. Yeah. Maybe outside of Borderlands. The uh, best. Yeah. Borderlands has got some fantastic DLC out there. Yeah. But outside of Borderlands, I think some of the Mass Effect stuff might be 
right up there at the very best. Even with Mass Effect 3, where it was kind of the reunion goodbye sort of thing. Yeah. They kind of set it just before that final mission again, and you you just hang out with the crew one last time. It's just a big party, and but you just pick up a bunch of story details and yeah. learn more about your characters right at the end, despite the fact that everyone knows that tomorrow we're going off to take on the Reapers and we could all die. Yep. It was pretty cool. Yep. Some pretty sweet stuff in there. Um, oh, man. Yeah, for me, Game actually, it's probably Mass Effect 3, despite the ending stuff, for me, it's probably yeah. Mass Effect 3 for basically the reasons you said before. Um, everything hinged on the decisions you made. Yeah. felt desperate. And, like, oh, just some and of the music. things that happened in that, like, you know, Kelly, Kelly, you know, you, you rock up and it's like, you know, you're fighting for the survival of the universe and you've still got human dick bags like blowing stuff up. Like you've got mercenaries on your side that hate you, but like, here's this, these douchebags that just come in and it's like, yeah, killed a bunch of refugees and stuff like that. It was like, you're playing it and you're like, oh, you always want to put your controller down, but you you compelled to keep playing. So yeah, I can I can respect that regardless of ending. All right. So now now we'll start kind of getting a little bit future focused. Mm. We're gonna kind of pick through each of the three games. Yep. And if you could find one thing from each of those that you'd love to just take out, imagine you're developing Mass Effect Andromeda for a second. Yep. One thing from each of those three games that you'd want to take, like what is it? Like is you know, do I want the story from Mass Effect One? Do I want the the gameplay of three do I want the uh, loyalty missions do I want, like this 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 okay so you want me to pick like one or do you, do you actually one's just a bit really actually no because that me, makes it really kick things off hardcore things okay no no you can you can go from what would you take from one and what would you lose from one oh for, from one I would you write that shit down there for one too. I would take that self-contained sort of story I'm yep. sure and John is probably the first part of another trilogy or something like that yep. Star Wars style but um, if it does I'd flop I'd love to have that well it won't flop It'll, they'll sell enough to get another like, yeah. that's, that's not going to be a problem but like, yeah, even the backlash from 3 this thing will probably still sell more than what 3 did <laughs> like it's, it's the teen times because, because gamers across the board generally like fortitude if we say we're not going to buy it bad luck we'll end up knuckling under here take my money um, it's a nasty habit that we've all got let's get better at it um, but uh, preacher <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to really take that kind of the story yep. from, from one, uh, from two. I kind of gave mine away with the examples, but for two, I'd love the loyalty missions. Um, now I've since discovered that they are actually coming. Yep. Um, they're not do or die sort of decisions like you get in uh, Mass Effect Two, where you know if you don't do this, this person's going to die. Uh, it's they're, they're just going to help in some way. Yeah, uh, and then uh, three. It's how tight the mechanics were, and actually, maybe the multiplayer. I'll say the multiplayer because um, that was really, really cool. It was a lot of fun, good co-op stuff, and I believe uh, we're actually planning on doing a little bit of online stuff that we'll stream at some point for people to jump on and have a bit of a look at as well. Oh, so damn! That might go. be one to take a bit of a look at on the Play Two Twitch channel at some stage. Hehe. <laughs> um, as for things that I don't want, I'll wind back from three. I don't want an ending like three. Yep. Uh, two is really hard because that was... For all that I like three better, and it's got that one glaring fault with the multiplayer... Uh, sorry, with the ending. Two doesn't have any really obvious faults from mine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, 
you don't not necessarily you don't tough. actually have to lose something from no. it. Um, and then then I mean, I got something. Then one, it was that really clunky. It was too heavy on the RPG side. Yeah, and I love RPGs. And again, if you've heard some of our past podcasts, last time Damo and I sat down and talked about Final Fantasy, like we know I love RPGs. Um, <laughs> Do we love RPGs? But it's just like it was. It didn't work in that particular. No, game. it didn't. I like RPG elements. And yeah, I'm sure, uh, they'll they'll crowbar more in there as well. But it needs to be a more action centric sort of approach. Yep. Go for your life. Oh okay. yeah. I bailed on two. From from one, I would like to keep the villain, like not necessarily Saren. They reconstruct but just, just the dauntingness of that villain, like that, you know, shadowy like yeah. kind of bullshit going on that you just never you like you only get hints at what he's doing. Like, you know, whatever whatever's going on in Andromeda, even if it's like, you know, whatever's you land on this new in the new galaxy and maybe like you know it was someone's plan all along to you know send people over here and you know become the new overlord or whatever like something that doesn't necessarily have to lead again kind of like your self-contained story into the next game can be kind of self-contained but uh, yeah definitely the villain i'd love a menacing villain like it was in that was in one i would lose yeah, the the bad combat. It was like you know, too slow. Yeah, and like slow. even like yeah, like you're a sniper. Unless you got better and more proficient at it, the the box is like that big, and then it like eventually. As weird, because snipers got, are meant to be pinpoint accurate. And you, yeah, you could still miss by an absolute mile oh, for no fault of your own. Terrible. Um, two from two, I would definitely take the combat I liked like the combat like you know even though it was the same in 3 the combat system worked really well you know the thing that was really cool but I would take out some of the crappy side missions that we'd done around the citadel and things like that like there were you know there was a couple of them that you just you know like go here to talk to this person it's like what fetch quest yeah and like not that there was anything wrong with them it was just some of them just very boring like the citadel there was nothing great going on into in about it like i mean unless it, unless you're gonna feed me something i know like, it does have shepherd's favorite store <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> fuck it does that's awesome uh three <laughs> man that's, i can't say my that my favorite game in this from that i cannot say it um Okay, three, I would definitely take, I'd definitely take the urgency from that, like, you know, if this is, you you know, you're in the Andromeda, obviously we've left the Milky Way, we're in the Andromeda, they didn't wait a billion years for the Milky Andromeda to become a giant thing. That Milky science. Andromeda. Yeah, that's that's what they're going to call the two universe, the two galaxies, when they, when they finally come together, the Milky Andromeda, it's like, Saren in the middle of it, revived. Or Milky Dromeda, or something like that, Milky Dromeda, like, yeah, they didn't wait for that, so we're obviously flying across dead space, I would really like to see some urgency, like, you know, shit's going to be done real quick, so when you're thrown into the game, it might be very basic missions, but there is an urgency to, you know, like, get some yeah, things and yeah. things, set up a cool base camp or whatever, like, have things going on. Um, I would take out the ending. The no one wants that ending. 
ever in and anything. And I don't think we'll get something like that. Oh, from definitely, from them again, anyway. definitely not. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> can I just... I've got to say it. So, I was... <laughs> I kept Caden alive because I was, a sh- I was a soldier in the first one. So, I'm like, I don't need Ashley. Whatever. And, like, Caden had all the good things to hack things. Hacking was fun. Yeah. Um... And so, like, you know, you don't see it. You know, like, hey, friendly to him in two, and he's still he's a bit of a dick here. In the third one, I was friendly to everyone, and I never knew that Caden was very friendly. <laughs> and if you buy him a bottle of whiskey, and, like, I tried, I tried so hard to get with everybody else in that game, and all of a sudden, Caden walks in with a bottle of whiskey to a butt-naked shepherd, and it... I'm not... I don't have anything against homosexuals, but it came as a shock to me. That's, and not, that's not where you thought things were. No! <laughs> I was just being nice. And, you know, like, you know, he's talking like... I thought they were just bros. Like, you know... Maybe I should have been more bro with Vega. Like, maybe Vega was... Could bro out. I, I don't know. No, but but when, I re- when I replayed Mass Effect 3 again, I made sure I was, like, a, almost a dick... Exactly early on. <laughs> just because just just I wanted to see like the other relationships. Because I, you know, in 2 I had relationship with Miranda. I really wanted that to happen again. Didn't, obviously, because... Yeah, for me, it was Ashley, Miranda, and Miranda. He stole my life. <laughs> no, and that, yeah, that's it. And it's like... I think, like, you know, there was cool things. But yeah, just... So you all know, it's out there on the internet. Yes, I had homosexual relations with Caden. One of the few people I'm sure out there unintentionally. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of intentional ones, but at the same, yeah, you had no idea what you were stumbling into. I didn't you know the, what to do either. All of a sudden, you're butt naked. <laughs> by the, the time it was happening, it was already too late. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll move on. Uh, what is it about Mass Effect Andromeda that's got you hyped? What, what are you excited to see or see them do differently? I'm not have Mass Effect 3 ending. see new races. They've already Oh, yeah, stuff. that'd be cool. Yeah, there's Definitely new, new races. The, the Ket or Ket or something like that. Not the Geth. Ket. Ket. Um, Ket. And they, like, there's one that you see in the most recent trailer where he's almost got, like, you know those weights that have got the, like, the handle on them that you kind of... Like cowbells? Like, yeah. Like, the, yeah. Like, he's almost got one of those around the back of his head. Like, he's got the <laughs> ring around the back. And they're like, oh, I'm just going to grab you and just... <laughs> but, um... Like and he's clearly painted in that trailer to be a really daunting your your Saren sort of character. I, yeah, I feel. But it sounds like there's plenty of them too, so not all of them will be necessary. Nasty. Yeah. Um, and there's a different tone from like all the other characters. Like you see him kitted up in armor and all that sort of stuff. And it's uh, whereas these they just these they seem more rugged. Like they've they've just seen and been through things, and their their skin's not like it's not clean and shapely. It's jagged edges and rubbish all over the place like it seems like they're yeah just, this is a race that's been through the wars and not like the uh like not like rex and grunt and, and the krogan the krogans like they're they're just it seems like far worse yeah i mean that's that's the thing isn't it like we're kind of invading a galaxy at this point so yeah. like even though you're yeah even though you're refugees is that, yeah you're it started at the beginning of three where they're offloading people in arcs and getting them sent off because the reapers are out to come through and smash the place up um 
and then picks up hundreds of years later when people are emerging from cryosleep and you're in mm. the Andromeda galaxy and yeah, you're basically, like Ooh. you said, kind of invading. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, this is like a new Star Wars, yeah? New races, new planets. It's like the two things I, I, I fucking love. I love seeing new planets and like the crazy designs of like, you know, you know, it'd be cool if I was like, oh man, look at that, there's beautiful water. And it was like, yeah, I wouldn't touch that. And it's like, why not? Like, you know, it's the water's actually alive. Like, I know crazy things that can happen because you're, you're in a completely different galaxy. You can yeah. do anything at this point. You can make anything and i just i'm really excited about that like i t to me man this is this is like my rogue one like you know seeing oh, actually i was going to ask when you like you know is it kind of like like you compared to star wars but you were you getting at kind of safe like force awakens is because for as awesome as force awakens is it's very much the same as what we got in a new hope like it's yeah. new hope um, is that I, you still, you no still i don't think there's been stuff? enough time in between them like you look at i mean look at uh so they couldn't afford to star wars and you know the star wars uh star trek and jurassic park like each one has hints of nostalgia and you know builds up thing i think obviously jurassic park has jurassic world knocked out of the ballpark with hints of nostalgia and familiarity with new and i would like to see that in this if you not necessarily that you're rebooting a series, but enough time now has passed. So you want to see an Indominus Rex in Mass Effect? No, 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 no. Rex, Rex just comes back. He transforms. Into like I, I wouldn't. <laughs> like when I say like familiarity, like it could be like you know we see a Thrushamore. Like yeah, maybe yeah. a baby Thrushamore was kept on one of the ships, and it's like all of a sudden, like you know, it gets out, thing, gets out, like at the end of the game, and then it comes out. It's like it's maybe baby and like, you know thing. It's like, and it's like oh my god, like the Spider Queen, the Arachnids are like are there, like, just little snippets of familiarity. But I want, I, I want a lot of new, like just pay homage to what has happened, homage. and then give me some new stuff, bro. Um, one of the things I think is really cool about what they're uh, doing story-wise is the, the way they're kind of explaining it so far is that this group that you're taking on, like, they're not like Shepard, they're not war heroes, they're not being done all this stuff, they're just a bunch of reckless, youngish people. Yeah, volunteers, so, aren't they? Yeah, it's, like they're, yeah. They're jumped on this, and they're just, they're learning all this at the same time that we're Pretty at. much imagine, like, the people that want to go to Mars right now, the, the ones that are just signing up, like, you live once, whatever. The 30... Well, Three hundred thousand applicants. Yeah, that did I mean, that. if they didn't go on the arcs, then they'd be living for a lot shorter period of time. <laughs> um, so good on them for taking that flight. But um, yeah, like it's it's all completely new to them as much as it's new to us. They're learning all these things, and I think that's really cool that we're going to be learning about mm. Andromeda at the same time they are. Whereas in the original trilogy, like we're just getting thrown at these races and stuff, and they're they're all cool. But like, there's already an established history there that we know all about. Yeah. Whereas these, like, we're going to be learning just like they are, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's we actually will we we'll walking with these people. That's that's I didn't think of that. That's really cool. So, are you going to customize your dude, or are you one of those like nah, very vanilla? Straight. Yep. Good job. Good job. It's 
whatever whatever the default is that was clearly designed actually that I, was i'm pretty default. sure they've already released it but you can actually look up all the statistics of what people have done oh, in really? the mass effect games oh, that's kind of cool like yeah so you should well we might like you know look it up we might uh, put it on one of our twitter accounts you can give it a gander or something oh, oh cool yeah you know about it so i'm counting on you for that one yeah no worries um so what i might dabble in a little bit before we kind of wrap things up is yep. the wider universe that they've kind of created that branches into books into um comics into animated movies um and apparently still the prospect of even a big live big action film, live action film at some point i don't know whether that'll actually happen but uh have you read any of and i'm grabbing a few props off my table here have you read any of the mass effect books so we've got no because i remember ascension i remember i think it was the book in between and two and three or one and two i'm not entirely sure but i got told it was one of the worst written books and it was just absolutely horrid deception is pretty rubbish that's the one that said that's the final one of them and it was the only one of the four books that have come out to date that was not written by the guy who'd written the game oh okay Which, so that so was the no, one no surprise that that's the one that went a yeah. little dodgy so like you know because i didn't know they had like an expanded book and that's the only one i got taught i was like oh well yeah the no, first, the first three are fantastic and they really shared like a bunch of extra insight too it was really really interesting mm. um now i haven't actually seen it mass effect paragon lost but you suggested that that's not something that i would want to see i think you have to experience it just to know how bad it is like and it's not even that you know it's poor animation or thing it's just a really bad oh. <laughs> storytelling movie it's not even good for the action like to me it it, it really oh, i think it, i think it reminded me of spartan ops you know those really cool like you know videos yeah. you got them it tried to almost imitate that in a mass effect sense and failed miserably so it's like someone gave up hope halfway through writing it and just went people will buy it because it's got a mass effect name on it yeah you're a jerk whoever you were that marketed that and there's a bunch of comics as well that have been really well received actually oh, the comics um, are great actually I, there's a few of them sitting there but they're all kind of separate and scattered all over the place so i'm not going to grab them out but uh there's a bunch of comics there's there's the art of the mass Effect universe which has got some great by dark horse so it's always good yeah they, they do some fantastic stuff and they put a lot of time and effort into ensuring that that's top top tier yeah now we'll kind of start wrapping things up from here because we've kind of picked apart the franchise's past and future um, we are going to be seeing a little bit more of it soon. So at, uh, as of the time of recording, it's going to continue even for the remainder of the month. Um, Game Informer is doing a day-by-day. Day. They've basically been up there with Bioware and there's tri- trickle of news coming out each day. Yeah. Some things more important than others, but they've got plenty coming out. Um, and most importantly is that at the Game Awards in December, we're going to get our first proper slice of gameplay. We, oh, saw, we like, saw some when uh, Sony announced the PlayStation Pro, yep. but it was, we're just running around, we're jumping on this platform. Like It was really simple stuff where they weren't giving away any of the real yeah. proper mechanics. They just wanted to show off how gorgeous it looks, which it does, and you've probably already seen it in this video so far. Yeah. But um, we're going to get our first proper bit of gameplay in only a couple of weeks from now, which is really, really cool. And presumably, you got to hope a release date. They're, they're targeting <laughs> our autumn, so March to May. And there was something on the Amazon site 
Uh, have you are you familiar with this at all? No. Um, Amazon uh, Dark Horse put up their art of Mass Effect Andromeda book. It said specifically this will be releasing alongside day and date with Andro- uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, and then they put March twenty first as their date, which was the foolish part. They could say it's day and date, but they went and put March twenty first and things. So as of the time of recording, we're all believing that March twenty first is going to be the date for Mass Effect. Yep. Um, which would be really cool. It's a bit of a shame in some ways that it comes out in the same month that Horizon does, uh, that presumably, is, as things currently stand, Zelda does. It's going to be a kind of crazy sort of month, but that's... Kind of that's sad on coming on in seven Oh, woe was me. My, my heart bleeds. There are so many good games coming along. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a real first world problem to have. Um, so, what were you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, it'd be really funny... Because we had Seth Green as the Joker, yeah. Oh, that'd be thing. getting back. We get Brecken Meyer, like Seth's less known, less loved friend, and it's like that's that's our familiarity. It's like yeah, it's like man, my friend the Joker. You know, we used to call him the Joker, things like that. Like just I don't know. That that's completely off topic. I, it just popped well, in my head. I was like, kind of cool if we see some other personalities in there anyway. Like yeah, we had, um, Miranda was. Yvonne Storovsky from Chuck. No, oh, yeah. Um, you had Chobot. The... Yeah, Chobot was in there. Uh, and also... The elusive Man. Who was the Elusive Man? Michael Douglas? Yeah. 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 Uh, so... No, was it... What's his name? Uh, Martin Sheen? Martin Sheen. Yeah, I think Martin Sheen might be it. Yeah. It was one of those two. No, Martin Sheen actually sounds right. But, um... So, like, I'd be curious to see what sort of Hank talent Pim. they get on... For that as well, especially going clean slate, they could just go. He's he's just a triple A Hollywood cast doing yeah. the whole thing, and you know Mass Effect with the pedigree there seems like, and the amount of money EA's got. Yeah, you know, that'd be appealing to get a big name in to sit there and not just go through the motions, but really deliver those lines powerfully. Morgan Freeman to do narration as God. <laughs> um, so that's it for our little chat about Mass Effect. Please let us know in the comments or hit us up via Twitter or tell us some of the mistakes that we've made. Yeah. <laughs> or, or because we are... Share your experiences too. But yeah, exactly. Share, share a lot of your experiences on there. There's like, you know, lots of cool stuff in the Mass Effect universe. Did you go Paragon or Renegade? Yeah. I couldn't go Renegade. I tried it once and I actually became a dick in real I, life. I, I don't play games as a... I did though. Or... Like, if you do... Like, I, I, I actually... I became a real dick. Like, Very... I started like, just being a real prick at work and I'm like, I've got to stop. There's games that I haven't platinumed purely just because I haven't gone through a second playthrough, and we know how much I love trophies. There yeah. are games that I've not platinumed purely because Gunther. I'd have to play it as a. He yeah. has to play the dark side. Um, and a bit like you, have, a bit like you, I've tried, but um, it's just not. That was bad. Happened. Um, so anyway, that's that's Mass Effect. Uh, that's another episode of Patched. Make sure to visit player2.net.au where there is already a ton of Mass Effect stuff. Um, and presumably more to come as more breaks um, but also yeah make sure to visit the site player2au on twitter Damo at Tacos Talks myself at PaulJamesP2 the, we're not doing anything about Zelda right now but maybe we will in the future that'd be cool um, but otherwise that is all thank you Damo's phone thank you for watching and we'll see you later Like, share, and subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe. (laughs) See you later. Take care.